0: haven't seen part one. Uh, We sort of really went into uh, client teams and how client teams uh, can really drive revenue. And what does that really mean? Uh, Dave and I got into things like team uh, organization, um, how client teams should be set up today, what sort of insights they should be looking into, um, and really where it sits in terms of the entire organization, and of course, the why behind it. Why is it so important, basically, today? Today, we're going to go deep on one topic, and I'm going to let Dave uh, go into this, but it's really around client needs. But before we get to that, so that's what we're going to talk about, but before we get to it, uh, Dave, do you want to just give a really brief background for those of you who for those of uh, the audience who don't know you, uh, a little bit about where are we
1: and who is Dave? Okay, thanks so much. Um, so I have, uh, have had the pleasure of, uh, of uh, functioning as a CMO, CMBDO for uh, several law firms in the, in the course of my experience, um, uh, both small firms like Choke, Gardner, Carton, as well as uh, large firms like Baker Hostetler and then global firms, Baker McKenzie being uh, uh, chief among those. Um, I also have in my background some time with Ernst & Young uh, prior to to all of that, my time in the law firm space, uh, as well as having uh, some uh, consumer packaged goods experience uh, selling such things as uh, Floor cleaners and um, and beer and so forth. Uh, so uh, so so my whole experience uh, in in my professional career has been focused on um, number one identifying what it is that our very best prospects need, uh, mm-hmm. and there are a number of different ways of doing that. We had talked a little bit about that last time, and hope hope to get into a little greater detail this time. Um, and and number two, how do you then position your product or service or firm? To meet their needs better than anybody else can, and so you know, I I, uh, I, I guess often have been uh, accused of being a, uh, a guy who likes to oversimplify things. To me, if mm. you can do that, now there's a lot of nuances underneath all of that, but if you can just do those two things, there's no way you're not going to win. So yes,
0: yeah, a hundred. I am. Um, I actually think you know, uh, really quickly to your simplifying things. Somebody once told me a very smart person once told me there's oversimplifying things, and then there's like uh, a second order type of simplification where if you have gone through complexity and you've gotten to the heart of something. And I think uh, that's not just to make myself sound smart. Uh, I think that's what client needs really is about, right? It's kind of like a second order simplicity, which is it's it's core or it's so fundamental, right? That it's a, that it's a sort of key, key, key driver. And it really is in some ways that simple. But and I think from yeah, that standpoint, yeah,
1: too, I was um, just going to say, just to build on that, um, it yeah. also becomes an organizing principle uh, yes. in terms of helping you that to part. figure out exactly what it is you need to be doing and how you need to be doing it.
0: Yeah, totally. Okay, so we're not going to go into what client needs are. Go ahead and watch part one with Dave about that. Today, we're going to get into understanding how do you actually get the client needs, right? And uh, and Dave's going to walk us through that. So let's start off with... Um, I think what some people will probably be pretty well oriented to, which is um, interactions uh, with clients uh, to get to into client needs. I think a lot of people have done uh, client interviews to understand the voice of the client, but can we unpackage what it means to interact and what kind of interactions you need to be having if you want to start going into client needs?
1: Right. Um, great. So uh, I, I kind of, Characterize it as three kind of fundamental areas where, where you would place these interactions or characterize these interactions. The first would be what I call kind of regular status meetings, regular uh, yeah. check-ins with a client uh, in terms of uh, that allow you to assess where, where you've been, how you've been doing, what's coming next, and so forth. There's a range of different things, and we can talk about what goes into that. The second one I would characterize as a post-matter uh, assessment. Um, in the military, they call these after-action reviews, and, mm-hmm. and they're done in every instance in the military, which I think is really smart because there's a, there's a whole lot of things that one can learn from from ha- having the opportunity to reflect upon something once it's been completed. So at the end of a, an, and I'm not suggesting every single matter of five hours or ten hours or something like that, but at the end of a significant matter, um, it, I think it, it's something that's that's quite worthwhile to to do, and and. Uh-huh about that. And then finally, there's the periodic client feedback. And I characterize that as being um, uh, uh, received in a couple of different ways. One would be informally, um, and then also the formal uh, client feedback process, which I think is actually quite important. And and in my view, ought to be done probably more often than than most of the law firms that I'm aware of uh, are actually doing it. Um, Finally, one overriding comment about this and everything is, is um, you know, as with everything, I think your, your approach to this has to be driven by your client. And so, um, so to me, one of the most important things when you're onboarding a client and and so-called rainmakers have been doing this for, for generations, right? But, but the first question you need to ask your client is what are the kind of interactions you want with us? How do you want to hear from us? When do you want to hear from us? How often do you want to hear from us? And, and um, uh, clients will have a, a definite view of that. They, they oftentimes won't tell you about it unless you specifically ask them. And I think right. uh, that, that it's so important to know what their expectations are, know what their hopes are for these interactions and for the relationship. Uh, and that puts you in a much better position to be actually sure that you're doing the right thing. So
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love the meta point, which is uh, before you start asking people questions, you have to ask them how they want to be asked those questions, right? Uh, it's actually so I would almost put that as like a, another type of feedback, right? Uh, and you know, like feedback about feedback, basically uh, <laughs> how you would go feedback. Right. Um, yeah. Now we're now we're getting into into into, into uh, complexity, but but nevertheless, I think coming back. Okay, so. Three types, basically. uh, um, uh, There's first just just a a check-in type of situation. There's a post uh, post experience. Uh, I just have to say, you know, in um, my my mother is in the medical field, and they have a post mortem, uh, which is post post something. I think we all know what mortem means. Yes. Um, uh, Right. Exactly. So that's that's also very interesting. Uh, And the last is. Uh, like a larger client feedback interview, which is much more processed. Okay, so why don't we double click into the regular status meetings
1: and and go into what that what that means, basically. Sure. Well, so as as the, I guess the title implies, it's uh, it's hmm. an article, status of the of the um, the process of the relationship and so forth. Um, uh, uh, and I think though the way to start <clears throat> those kind of conversations. Um, I believe the best way to start with that is to check in on the objectives. Like um, uh, it, not, not every single time to say, well, what are your objectives for this project? Obviously, if you were listening the last time there was a status meeting, you would understand uh-huh. what the objectives are. But the important point is things change, things shift. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, 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 they, it could be that now the objective is a little bit different or based on information that's been derived and the work that's been done. Um, the project is a bit different from the way it was, and so it's really critical to to keep in touch with the client with respect to well, what is it we're really after. How how do we how will we know when we've when we've won when we've uh, completed this with with uh, the kind of result that that the client's looking for? So yep. that's the first piece that I think is important to just make sure. And it and it doesn't have to be a lengthy conversation. It's just let's you know once again as we understand the objective is to do this. Is that right? Is there anything that's yep. changed about that? secondly, what i what I would suggest that that you do in these kind of conversations is to then proceed with a discussion of the uh, process effectiveness and process efficiency. In other words, how does the client feel in terms of the way the work is being done? Is it being mm-hmm. done in a way that's going that that they believe is quite effective? And then also importantly, what's their sense of the efficiency? There's so much talk around efficiency and the, the um, legal process management issues that, um, that are constantly being addressed at, at higher and higher levels. I think it's important to, to you know, accept that that's a reality and that's something you need to be dealing with and you need to be aware of. So, so uh, getting into that in these conversations I think is really important. If you don't do it, um, you risk coming across as, as uh, actually not caring about such things, mm-hmm. which is, is mm-hmm. obviously the worst, uh, worst world right. uh, problem. Um, Then to the extent that there are problems that I've identified, you want to spend some time problem solving around those issues, both Mm -hmm. problem solving around issues that have come up in terms of service delivery and service efficiency, but also on the flip side, to the extent that conversation has has uncovered a potential opportunity, um, then, uh, you know, it's important to to start talking as soon as possible uh, to co-develop a solution with the client, because if, yes. it, if they've been engaged in the, in the development of the solution, there's going to be a lot more buy-in uh, on yes. their side when it comes to right. getting approvals for funding such, such work and so forth. And then finally, the last piece is I wouldn't leave any of those discussions without some conversation about um, what does the next interval of time look like? What do we anticipate coming? What are the, you know, what are the key deliverables that we need to be, to be, um, to getting to and everything, but also what sort of impacts do we expect from the, the things that we've been doing and the things that we've been just discussing um, so that we can anticipate what's going to happen there. Um, That, that is one of those potential areas where, you know, there's, there's uh, growth opportunity in the relationship opportunities to help the client more. And so it's important to actually make sure that you're addressing those as you do that. Yeah,
0: so wonderful so much. I think uh, I personally am going to go back once I get the recording and go through those again. Lots of good stuff in there. Um, uh, And at the end of this video, so watch out, uh, we're going to talk about how this actually can come into growth opportunities. But I think you just sort of triggered it a little bit, right? Asking these really good questions breeds a lot of really good ground for for growth and attaching this to revenue. But we're going to get there. I want to jump, before I jump to the next question, which is going to be around feedback interviews, I want to ask you, because I just can't help myself, I want to ask you about asking questions and asking good questions versus asking bad questions. Now, you have had an incredible uh, uh, experience and uh, history uh, within many different industries, and I think what we know from, not to nerd out, but social sciences, there's a good way to ask a question and there's a bad way to ask a question, right? There's a, uh, to speak in lawyer speak, there's a leading question and then there's like an open ended question. Can you just talk really quickly, maybe general principles, simplified general principles about what is a good question that actually gets good, good responses that are usable, not I want to be nice to you or I don't want to hurt your feelings or et cetera. cetera. You get get it.
1: Yeah. Um, So I I think the way I would characterize this is is, um, to say that that it's most important that you are able to ask questions from a position of substantive knowledge. In other words, you don't want to be um, asking such questions as this is, I mean, you know, some of the all-time favorites of sales trainers and everything. (laughs) what keeps you up at night, right? Right. Um, It's like, I don't know, that to me is, it seems very lazy, right? At the end of the day, you do want to get, you want to get to the sense of what is your, your highest level concern, you know, what is most important to you, because obviously, Uh anybody is going to be most uh, likely to address their, their biggest concern first. So yeah, Yeah. you want to get to that at some point. But I think, well, before you get to that, you have to be able to demonstrate that you have a fundamental understanding of, again, it's a client you're working with. You understand their objectives and goals. You understand mm-hmm. what you're there to do Right, right. What, right, right, right. To Kind of back to, to, to yes, knowing right. that, exactly. Understanding exactly. that, understanding that, understanding um, the, the market conditions that are at work, mm-hmm. the company conditions that are, that are important to keep in mind and everything. Yeah. So having that information as a background will allow you to ask, frankly, better questions. Questions yeah. that, when somebody is asked, their their immediate reaction might be, "Oh, goodness, uh, that's something we ought to think about, right?" Yeah. Um, I, right. This is not this is not play acting. Uh, this sure, is a situation right. where you're where you're hoping that a question that you ask will actually be engaged with a thoughtful response and and something yeah. that that kind of advances everybody's understanding. So. I guess to summarize and simplify yeah, all said right, there, right. it's, it's come, come with enough of an understanding to be to be certain that you're asking good questions, that you're asking questions yeah. that are relevant and, and important. Um, yep. So, so I, more than anything else, I, I guess I would suggest that that's what's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to tie it back, great client teams are giving really, really good intelligence for people to come and ask those great substantive te- absolutely. questions. And today... Um, We live in a world with more data and more intelligence and more information than ever before, right? So it really is very tough to not come prepared uh, to something where you can have a real substantive question, substantive question answer sort of like session, basically. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you for the insight. I really appreciate it. Um, So let's jump into client feedback interviews. So this is your third. Of your three of your three types of questions, we uh, unless you want to go into postmortem a little bit. You know bit, what? I,
1: Yeah, I I just I skipped over postmortem, and if I can yeah, just make right. just a quick observation. Please, about that. please. Go ahead. Um, to me, it's it's very much like your regular status meetings, although the status right. is at right. the end, right? right. Now, right. The, right. the key difference. So you, you yes, you want to ask the same kinds of questions. What went well? Um, you know, yay mm-hmm. for all of us, client and and firm. Um, what can be done better? which obviously yeah. is really important yes to figure out what the lessons learned are right mm-hmm. so so in other words if if you can summarize so coming out of all of this what did we learn yeah. not only so that you're that you're kind of crystallizing that understanding and and also understanding that unless the until the client agrees with you it's not necessarily truth right i mean it's it's something that you have to You want to get their sign-off and and agreement that, yeah, you know what, that that is something that we all learn together in this process. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: in connection with that, I think it's really important, and oftentimes people stop here, but it's important to figure out who else within both the client's organization and within the firm can benefit from having that understanding. Who else needs to know? Because if you're able to remember that you as a law firm, you're working with a client, you're not the only law firm they ever talked to, right? Sure. But if you're the one who is making the effort to, to learn from the experiences and to make sure that the rest of the organization, those who, who need to know, I mean, not everybody, but those sure. relevant people who need to understand what it is that was the, the learning that was derived from this experience, If you're the catalyst for doing that, you are enhancing your reputation throughout the organization, uh, which is obviously a very good thing. Yeah. One one last point I want to ask for post-matter assessments or or observe about this. At the beginning of such conversations, I think it's important to get an agreement with the client as to what was the outcome? What was the real benefit? And the more tangible you can get in terms of the benefit. In other words, if it's, oh, this opened uh this opened an opportunity for us to enter a market that could be worth a hundred million dollars to us, or I'm making yeah. this up obviously. Sure. But but if you can if you can be clear about that and understand how the client views it. Um it's really important because then also you can take that information as we're all building experience databases to be able to share our experiences when we're looking for new work and, and trying to demonstrate our capability. The the more tangible you can get on that stuff, the better off you're gonna be. The more clear you can be about what the client's benefit was, you're gonna be able to differentiate yourself way better than just simply saying we, you know, we conducted this kind of review and you know, you know, right. and it, it was right. finished and it was uh, uh, tried in this jurisdiction and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's yes, right. That stuff's not enough. I mean, that's just table stakes and it doesn't differentiate you. So if you're having those kind of rich conversations with a client about, you know, so, so what did come from this? What are you able yes, to right. do now that you right. weren't able to do before or what, you know, what's oh, the real benefit? Uh-huh. That's, that's so important. Anyway. Yeah. Similar to status or, meetings, but different.
0: Yes, in right. ways. Yeah, totally. And I love your last point there about, um, about outcomes and pushing past to actual outcomes because, you know, let's just, Let's say you have a write-up about this. Let's say you want to use it in your marketing. What is the difference between the what happened? I filed a case for blah, 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 the end versus the why. What was that able to produce? Why was this important? Why did the, why did the, Why did the company or the client pursue this, right? What is the net benefit? Just imagine the difference between those two stories, right? And now let's just stretch it one last step. Right. The future client who is reading that, what do you think is more impactful, right? What paints a better picture? Bet. Okay, so yes, so you know you're speaking you're speaking my lingo, obviously. So let's um let's jump into uh, uh let's jump into interviews a more a more a more systemized process in some ways. I think walk us through what that what does that mean and really. I think you've done it but maybe really quickly just start out you know we we did we did uh working backwards we have client experience we have post-mortem we have post matter and then we have sort of like the check-ins how do those three just really quickly you know they almost balance each other right and in a way and it's and it's almost periodic like one is like regular weekly monthly one is let's say whatever uh, however let's say the quarter right uh, after yeah. a matter ends and then the last might be something a little bit more a little bit more biannually is that fair to say is, it, yeah, is there no, a time I, stamp I, to
1: it? I, I, I think that is fair and and um well and remember when i when i introduced this idea of client feedback a, a few minutes ago i was talking about both informal and formal processes right, right, so to right. me informal processes are are uh, important to follow quite often right whenever yeah. there's an appropriate opening um certainly in uh, at a at a post matter assessment, whether it's yeah. done in that discussion or it's done separately, an informal conversation is pretty simple, I think it's more it's it's how are we meeting your expectations? I mean it, yeah, right. are you, how are you feel comfortable stating that question? It's fundamentally, so how are we doing? Right? and yeah, how are we measuring right, up to right, your expectations right. and then and then importantly, um the the question, what more? can we do wow. to be a better partner of yours what yeah. more can we do so that so that um, so that we can be doing what what's important to you so yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, cool. so those so let's jump in yeah let's jump in maybe to to, to cl- uh, client feedback interviews and that right. sort of big idea here yep so that so the formal process it, oh by the way just one quick thing the yeah. informal process that i just talked about it, that's probably most um, uh, most appropriately conducted by those who are managing the work. I mean, who you know, whether it's the relationship partner or yes. someone yeah, who's, who's right. leading the work and so forth, or it can be either of them, or or both of them at different times and so forth. Again, informal, but just always kind of checking in, making sure that that the client understands it. it's important to you that we're doing the right thing for them and we're doing yeah. it in the way that they want to have it done. The formal process, again, same goal. You want to come out with yeah. that same kind of information, um, but I think it's it it's important that it be thorough, and. Mm. It's important, I believe, that it be done by someone independent of the day-to-day team. So, that, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. perspective. Now, whether that some firms, uh, it's the the chairperson who, mm-hmm. who does it, or it's a member of the executive committee, or something like you know, some some um, member of top management. In some instances, there are internal folks within either the BD marketing group or um, or an operations area that that would perform this function. I have also seen others that, that utilize uh, independent consultants. And I think each of those approaches are valid um, mm-hmm. and there are benefits to each one of them that, that, um, that you can get. But the key point, independent of the folks who are doing the work on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. But to me, it's important that it be really thorough. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it touch on a lot of different areas. And so the areas, the principal areas, I won't go into a lot of detail on, on this, but um, you wanna talk about outcomes. Are you, how satisfied are you with the outcomes of the work that we do? So again, mm-hmm. back to that postmortem question about, about what is the true right, right. that the client received, the client mm-hmm. received a lot of services and the client received a bunch of bills, but what did they receive from a standpoint of their business being better or better protected or whatever the objective of the, of the work mm-hmm. was? So mm-hmm. What are the outcomes? Mm-hmm. Secondly, you want to understand uh, satisfaction with the process. How we deliver exactly. our services and so forth you want to also specifically ask them about their satisfaction with your communication with the cadence of the communication with with the levels of communication and so forth just to make sure that that they're pleased with that you yeah. want to also ask about their their um, uh, perspective and satisfaction with respect to staffing not only you know individuals on the team that that are um, working but also more broadly speaking, are are we meeting the client's goals from a DEI perspective? Do we have mm-hmm. diverse members of the team that meet their expectations? Are we, are we doing enough in that regard? Um, nobody benefits by not understanding how you're measuring up to that. If you have a problem there, you're better off hearing from the client in this kind sure. of a setting and then co-developing a solution to that right. um, as opposed to, as opposed to, Finding out later when they're when they're voting with their feet. Um, yep. so, um then one other thing, or a couple of other things, um, development of teams. And and when yeah. I say development of teams, I mean not only um how satisfied are you that our teams are up to speed with respect to what they need to be able to do, but are we training your people enough mm-hmm. well enough? Are we helping you to develop your own your own people? I can't tell you how many times um I've heard from client satisfaction interviews, client feedback interviews, that it's so important to the client that the law firm be um, helping them to develop their own teams, develop their own people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then finally, and another piece of that is in the development yep. picture, are there opportunities for our people to be trained by you and to be yep. trained in your process? Um, and just one real quick anecdote. Um, I remember talking with a GC one time in the tech space who had said um, that the the single best uh, interaction he had ever had with a law firm partner was when this partner said to her, um, you know, we'll do uh, continuing legal education for you all day long. We'd be happy to do that. Of course, any subject you want to address, anything you want to deal with, we'll be happy to, to put on the programs and all that sort of stuff. But to be honest with you, what would really be helpful to us? Is if we could bring our people into your training program, right? So right, that we can understand right. how you talk about these issues, how yeah, you totally. think about these issues, how you approach these issues, um, and and that GC, she thought this was the greatest thing she'd ever heard yeah, because yeah. It, it demonstrated a true understanding that that if you're functioning at your very best and highest level with with a client, it means that they see you as an extension of their team. So yeah, this development issue is is not an inconsequential. Uh, area, it's something you do need to be thinking about, and then Absolutely. finally, and finally, something that I'd mentioned a moment ago. What more can we do? Is mm-hmm. you know, how else can we help you? And uh, this, uh, I I would tell you that 99 times out of 100, when I've seen teams go uh, and and conduct client feedback interviews, have these conversations, 99 times out of out of 100, you're coming back to the firm with at least one area of new potential development for growth, yep. for future yep. growth in the relationship. So um, y- you shouldn't feel um, embarrassed to ask this question. It's an important right. question. Yeah, obviously right. you need to ask it in a completely unself-serving way, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but the idea of how, how else can we help you? What more can we be doing is, is a, a really important question to be asking as a part of this process too.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna wrap up. Uh, I've taken more than enough of your time here, uh, but uh, I wanted to make one comment uh, before asking this last question, which is really around just just piecing this together about how and, and you and you've sprinkled it about how this really drives growth, but maybe a couple anecdotes about how it comes. But I want to make a comment really before, which is the following: you know, at the end of this process, it almost seems like it's a it's a it's a long. Not long in, a, in, a, in any way, but just a bigger client uh, client interview process. Just imagine how simpler and how much better that client interview process is for the client. If you have done the work previously on a post-mortem and even a check-in basis, it's all stacking on top of each other, right? It's also building up to a formal co- process whereby you know you're not basically one not starting from, from scratch on the on, on the law firm side and on the client side, you know, you've already gotten through issues. So, so now you're really in a, you're, you're, you're talking at almost like the highest level, basically, because all of that has been checked Is that, is that a good insight? Yeah, that, good
1: No, that, that's was, a yeah. terrific point. A really terrific yeah, point. Right. And it kind of, and it really actually dovetails with that last point that I made, which is, you know, the best right. relationships are ones where you, you are an insider, you know, right. you're a part of the team and, and that, that, having those kinds of, that commitment to those kind of ongoing conversations is something that really reinforces that really helps to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just, it
0: just came to me like a flash of uh, a, brilliance. It just, <laughs> Oh, obviously it all, it all just steps on, on top of each other. Right. Uh, clearly. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's maybe take two or three last minutes here just to talk about and piece it together and make it explicit. You know, this drives business, right? If, if you do this correctly, and you're really doing this. Not only does this incredible client equity and incredible uh, client uh, gratitude and and goodwill come out of this, but this really opens up new doors in a kind of, I would even dare say, an amazing way. Right? It's like it's like the it's like the um, the icing on top of the cake, basically. To to doing this work is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, that is that is absolutely fair to say. So, um, and and in my mind, there the obviously it can, it can drive growth on a specific account basis, which is mm-hmm. wonderful and, it, and and it's important. And frankly, it pays for itself. Right. Yeah. right. But in addition to that, um, if you can then take a step back for a moment and say, okay, so what did we learn here? And, and what are the opportunities? And by the way, who else do we know that could potentially use mm-hmm. this same mm-hmm. kind of help? Um, and that's where we then get an opportunity to, to, uh, to start developing something that, you know, whether it can be content that can be shared with with clients that have similar mm-hmm. Needs, mm-hmm. similar industry, or right. uh, or it can or we can literally start, uh, you know, knocking on doors and saying, hey, we'd mm-hmm. love to talk to you. So we had an experience that was pretty interesting, and and uh, right. would like to to see if we can help you with this. Um, those kinds of things are are so important, and um, and there's such great opportunities for growth. One Mm -hmm. other observation about leveraging what you find out through these uh, uh, assessments of client needs and so forth. Um, uh, I I remember a program that we were conducting where it was really remarkable how consistent the feedback we were getting was. Over 20, 30 clients, we had the Mm -hmm. same kinds of, of observations. And so we thought, gosh, you know, this is really pretty interesting. And so what we did was we actually... Put together a discussion piece and a presentation, which we took around the whole firm. Had meetings with uh, with the partners and associates about here's what we're hearing from our clients. And obviously, we weren't sharing anything that was proprietary and couldn't Sharp be, card, right. you know, yeah. confidential or anything like that. But but we were able to share these observations and boiling it down to five key points. Uh-huh. We were able uh-huh. to 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 really. Uh, make it come alive, uh, you know, with you know using quotes and all that kind of sure, stuff, sure, so sure. that people were really engaged with it. And and what that provided us an opportunity to do as a BD marketing team is yep. it provided us an opportunity to remind them of the kinds of tools that yes. we had and that we could use with them could help deploy on their behalf to be able to to execute these kinds of of um, interactions on an ongoing basis, and also then. To position ourselves for for new work that would be coming and so forth, also right. sources of intelligence and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's just um, I guess perhaps a little bit self serving. It's a wonderful way right. to to uh, to actually demonstrate your value to the entire organization yes. right. Um, right. Right. to to for share the, these, the insights from this kind of thing too. So anyway, that's just a yeah. I guess a closing thought on that area. So
0: amazing, I love it. You know, and it's it's a very subtle point, but really what you're saying is you get the insights from the client, then you play it back to them in a cohesive way. Um, you know, uh, sometimes people refer to this as like managing up, basically, you know, you're managing up to the client or, or you're, you're, you're really sort of painting a picture of value for, for basically the client that really brings it all together uh, in a cohesive way, basically. And this is, this is just your subtle point, right? So yep, yeah, that's, cool. yeah. Well, any, any last closing thoughts? This was like, packed of information ben, it's incredible yes right ben, wasn't that enough oh my goodness i know <laughs> it totally i totally was uh um, this is uh this one you need to you need to put on a podcast uh listen to it in the car listen to it on a drive watch it a couple times definitely this was this was absolutely power packed with uh with vital information all right everybody well we're gonna wrap up here this was part two of our Uh, series with Dave Southern talking all about client teams. We're going to be back with part three, and Dave's going to bring something very special to us. Until next time, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank
1: you, Dave. Thanks so much, Ben. Take care. Take care.